just I just I just I just speak my peace I just I just just speak my peace Keep my peace What's good everybody Welcome to episode 22 of the Speak My Peace podcast As always, I am your host, Greg Lacey Before getting into anything in this episode I do want to send my thoughts and prayers to uh, Thoughts and prayers to other people out there in the Midwest That's been affected by this I guess they're calling it uh, Midwest Vortex. Um, they're basically, if you don't know what I'm talking about, experiencing extreme, extreme cold conditions over there in the Midwest, in the the Wisconsin, the Illinois, uh, Michigan, all that uh, area over there, Missouri. Um, they, I think, for the past two days, they've been experiencing like negative, negative. 10 degrees something like that and i guess today is supposed to get to a high in like illinois of like negative 20 degrees so when you think of stuff like that especially me you know been on the east coast now that that that's not fun at all being having to experience the type of weather being something that cold having to you know go outside or trying to function or anything like that it, it, it's nothing fun and when stuff like that happen i always think of you know the homeless people the people that are really brave in these conditions, um, I know they are providing shelters for a lot of people. Um, I watched the news this morning, um, and they had showed an instance where I think it was in Chicago. I think it was either in Chicago or another part of Illinois where there was a man that was sleeping outside in like the middle of the night. I want to say it was probably like 3 a.m. or something like that, and it was probably it hasn't gotten to like negative 20 degrees yet, but it was like negative 10 at that point or something like that. And two other men saw this homeless man um, sleeping outside in the snow in this uh, cold weather. And so what they did was they called the first responders, someone to to help uh, get him out of there and get him somewhere safe, uh, get him warm, just to make sure that you know he nothing is wrong with him. Because you know, been in, in cold like that for so long, it, it does a lot to you, and especially like experiencing stuff like frostbite. Um, so once again, man, my thoughts and prayers for everybody that are experiencing uh these extreme cold conditions and for everybody that maybe listens to this and may be worried about me um as far as i know we are good i was looking at as i said i was looking at the news um and the gore-tex is sweeping right past us i think at one point they had a projected to go way north of new york um up to New England and Maine and stuff like that, and then another one I seen that it just missed that this whole upper northeast side, uh, north northern eastern part of the United States. Period to where it's just going over it. So wherever the case may be, it's not projected to hit us uh, anytime soon. We will get remnants of it and stuff like that, but it's not as bad as you know what they're dealing with over there in the uh, Midwest. I couldn't even imagine. Having to deal with something like that, but you know, it, it has been, it, it has gotten colder than it has been in the past uh, two months, and I think we expected to see some snow uh, sometime soon. So it's not going to be nothing too bad. So definitely, you know, keep those people in the uh, Midwest and your thoughts and prayers. If you have people out there, make sure you check up on them. Make sure they're straight. Uh, they're not. Make sure they're not caught outside, or make sure they, you know, 
found somewhere they they at home. I found shelter somewhere because that's definitely not something to to play around with. Um, yeah. So with all that being said, for everybody that's tuned in, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to my listeners. Um, this is your first time listening. Welcome to season two of the Speak My Peace podcast. Um, for everybody that's returning, welcome back to the Speak My Peace podcast. Thank you guys for returning. I must have I must be doing something right if you guys listen to you know previous episodes and you decide to come back for number twenty two. So I thank you guys. Uh, yeah, man. Um, a lot of people and I spoke about the people that's returning. A lot of people, you know, may I think that I came to a abrupt stop with my break, but my break was always planned. Um, I didn't have a set date, but I knew at what episode I was going to take a break. I think I've been gone for just about two months. I think my last episode went up in November, so it's been a good two months, which is it's fine by me. But as I said, it was planned. Um, if you know anything about me, if you know anything about athletes, they're superstitious about numbers. I'm very superstitious about numbers. I know what my 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 prime number is one, but I know what like if we're going into like specific numbers. I know what my numbers are. So my if we're talking about favorite numbers, twenty one is my favorite number. My second favorite number is eleven, and my third is number one. Um, but I don't despise any numbers that end with the number one at all, or that contain the number one at all. So like when I was in high school, um, my sophomore year, twenty one wasn't available, so I went up to thirty one. I didn't have a problem with that, but that's just that's just my mind state of what numbers and stuff and how I work with numbers. Like the number one, I don't know why it means so much to me, but number one is is very, very important to me. And number twenty one is my very my favorite number. So when I started out the first season of this podcast, I always knew that after I did my twenty first episode, I would take a break. Just to give me some time to get away from it, to to assess what I can improve on, to assess on, you know, what were my strong points within the podcast, you know, I never, I don't have no, as you guys knew, I didn't have no experience with this before. That was literally me just jumping out there because I had free time. I wanted to do something on my free time. So I just jumped out there and started the podcast. So that's what I did. So I had, I took time away to, to assess all that type of stuff, to think about my strengths and weakness. And also just to be away. Like I was reporting on stuff like every week, um, give you guys episodes every, every week, some weeks I will skip. But for the most part, I was giving you guys uh, an episode every week for for twenty one weeks straight. So it's it's good to step away to and, and within that time, I'm still taking the information. But it's good to just step away and to just to be able to ingest this the information that I ingest every day, rather than you know spew out whatever information I want to do within the podcast. You know, I was able to form my opinions and you know keep it to myself or even speak within you know conversations stuff like that. Um, so I mean, that was pretty fun. Um, within this, within this break, um, I was also a lot able to do a lot of stuff. So like, I stopped in November. School started. I mean, school ended in December. So it gave me more time to really focus in and finish my semester strong. I didn't finish as well as I wanted to, but I still think I did pretty well considering that I went home twice. In a semester, uh, once in October, then again in um, November. Um, even though that was uh, Thanksgiving break, I stayed. I went earlier than I was supposed to. I missed a, a whole half a week of school the week before Thanksgiving break, and I went um, back home or whatever. So I had like a whole two weeks basically uh, back home on the West Coast. So 
you know, I was able to to spend time with my family, which I'm not gonna say I don't do a lot, but for the most part, since I've been when I was in the military and now since I've been to school, like I don't spend a lot of time with my family. Like I would spend time with my family during the holidays and. That probably will be it. So to the first time I went home last semester, as I even spoke about in this podcast, the first time I went home it was pretty fun. Uh, just it was just a turnaround trip. I went for the weekend. I probably shouldn't have done it because that's probably the reason why I ended up with four A's and I mean four B's and one A because I missed a lot of tests in those classes. So went home in the middle of semester. Actually, in October it was like we had only been in school for like a month and a half. So that definitely you know played a role in the reason why I had four B's and one A rather than five B's. I mean, five A's or four A's and one B. Um, that that definitely played a role in that, but I did it and I, and I know what I was doing and I'm able to, to live up to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I able to face the consequences of my actions for that. And I, and I have fun. So that's really all that matter. And then I went home again, as I just said, the week before Thanksgiving, um, that was also great. Um, and also, uh, what I'm thinking about, uh, and also then after Thanksgiving, you know, school ended, I had, as I just mentioned, finished out the semester strong. My pops came out here to New York uh, after Christmas. He was out here for, uh, I believe, I want to say it's a full week he was out here. And that was great. Um, a lot of people from the hood, you know, they don't get to do stuff like that, especially like going, being from him being from Compton and coming in to spend his New Year's in New York. That's not something a lot of people from Compton have experienced. So for him to be out here the from the day after Christmas to uh, a couple of days into the new year, that for me was for me to be able to you know to be the reason why you know they don't have to he didn't have to worry about spending money in a hotel because you know his son was out here so he had extra room he was able to stay there. For me that was uh, damn what is the word I'm looking for. For I was grateful to be able to provide that opportunity for him. That's the word I was looking for because. You know, as I just said, a lot of people from the hood don't get the opportunity. So, you know, he enjoyed it. I enjoyed having him here. Um, with me, I would say this. I'm going to give a disclaimer because uh, my father came out here. Then my girlfriend's parents was out here as well. Um, my father came out here, I think it was like on a Wednesday. Her parents came on a Saturday. And they both stayed for like a week. Um, so because they stayed for a week, her parents was here like three days later, blah, blah, blah. But we both, you know, took our time within hosting our parents and let me say, for people that host people, I give a lot of props to y'all. Especially people that be hosting a lot of people, like, to where you having people come to your home and they stand there for that long. <clears throat> I give a lot of props to y'all. Because I, I think that I'm not built for that, to host people. I think my girlfriend is because she's the type of person that she likes to, to go sightseeing and she likes to experience a lot of, the, like, different stuff within the city and things like that. Me, I'm not the type of person. I, I come from a city, so I know like the inner workings of. Every time I go to a city, I know the inner workings of a city. If I live in a city, I know the inner workings of a city and the places to be and the places to not be. And so, normally, when I'm hosting someone, I would prefer it to be someone who is like me. So it was easy hosting my father because I already had like I. I it was a couple of things I knew he wanted to do, and we did that. But as far as me hosting and you know taking him out. I knew the type of I knew the type of stuff that I was going to do just because of he's the same type of person as me and not just him just being my father and the genetics and all that stuff, but for him being a black man and him being from the city and stuff like that, 
I had an idea of what it took, what it, what he would have wanted to see coming to New York for the first time. Um, so, like, I was able to execute that. We went into the different boroughs. We went to go eat the different foods in different boroughs. Uh, we walked past a couple things, did a little sightseeing. Um, you know, and just walked through the city. Even when my friend uh, came out here in, earlier in the year, in uh, February, my friend Aaron came out here. Primarily the reason why he came out here is because he's a Duke fan. And I go to St. John's. And St. John's and Duke uh, played out here in New York. So, that was an excuse for him. To you know, see his favorite team play against my school, and so that was primary reason for him coming to New York. But other than that, you know, I had an idea of like the different different things that he would want to see because he's also someone like me. But like for for me to host, like if someone was the that I was close with and I would consider them bougie, you know, they would want to see more stuff like go to museums and stuff like that. I don't think that's too much, but. I don't know if I'd be built for that because like, I don't know. I just like, think about, think about, I think my pops stay here longer than seven days, but just think about seven days. Someone comes to your house and they're there for seven days. So now you have to plan out something to do for a full seven days. Like you have to basically have an itinerary for every single day. You want to be out within the city as much as this time because obviously they're going to want to be out, you know, from sun up to just about sun down. Um, and if you're younger, you're hosting younger people, you're going to have to do that. And then you're going to have to accustom for the uh, nightlife as well. So you're going to have to be out all day, come home for a little while and go back out, maybe go to a bar, go to clubbing. Me, luckily, I didn't do that. I hadn't take my I didn't take my father clubbing or take him to a, a bar or anything like that, even though we did go. Um and I speak on that later. Not really a barber, Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, but, um, you know, this thing about, I can't wrap my mind around hosting somebody for seven days and you literally had to be out within the city just trying to find, like, it comes a point in time to where you run out of things to do. Like, I didn't really run out of things to do because we did something just about every day that he was out here. Maybe minus two days, um, we didn't do something. I don't even know if it wasn't. I don't even know if it was just two days, maybe one day, but I know for sure the day before he left, we didn't really do anything all day. We went to uh, Jamaica to eat, and then I took him to a St. John's game. St. John's played Marquette that uh, night, so we went to St. John's game. So I consider that not doing nothing. But for someone who hasn't done that before, that's probably not doing nothing. But uh, I couldn't imagine, you know, just having to wrap my mind around doing something literally every seven days. So my hats go out to the people that host their friends and host their family and they literally out and about every single day. And it could just be that I'm in New York. You know, the majority, the the main thing that I travel by, well, I'm not going to say the main thing. The only thing that I really travel by is the train. The uh, only time I'm really in a car is Uber. So that's probably why it's different. If I was back home, it may be a little bit different. And plus, you know, there's more stuff. There's more things to travel to uh, within California. But that's just my thought on that. Um <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, before I do go any further than that, I do want to wish all my listeners a happy new year. I haven't spoke to you guys since November. Um, I hope you guys ended your 2018 strong. Hope you're going to to 2019 even stronger. If you got any resolutions, hopefully four weeks in, you haven't given up already. Hopefully you're still pushing that. Hopefully you by November, uh, December, you're really closing in on, you know, 
uh, closing in on really owning those uh, resolutions. Me personally, I'm not a resolution person, but to each his own. So if that's what you do, hopefully you haven't given up. If you have, get back on your shit. Uh, it's literally too early in the year to be giving up on something. So just keep pushing whatever you're doing. Um, and speaking on being a new year, this should have been the first thing I said. It's more important probably, and not going to say probably, it's more important than everything that I will say in this podcast. I want to say congratulations to my little sister, Monet, who gave birth to my niece, Willow, yesterday. Um, I don't know how I didn't open a podcast with that because this whole time I was getting ready to record this podcast, I was literally in the back of my mind that that's what I was going to open a podcast with. But I didn't, and so I'm standing down. So congratulations to my, once again, congratulations to my little sister, Monet, for giving birth to my beautiful niece, Willow, yesterday. Um, such a beautiful baby. Uh, pretty pink lips. Uh, I don't. It's not really too much for me to say because I don't. I'm the type of person I don't like to really saying too much about kids, newborn, especially newborn babies. I don't think they look like anything. But this little girl is really beautiful, and it's the same thing for my uh, other niece Autumn when she was born as well. She was really beautiful as a newborn. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's just girls. I don't know. But once again, shout out uh, to my little sister for bringing my niece into this world yesterday. I'm so proud of her. Um. I'm not sure if I'm not if I'm gonna get in too too much this episode. I really just wanted this episode to basically be just like a welcome back uh episode to get accustomed to get back accustomed to doing this thing. As I said, I've been out the game for about two months. So I'm just trying to get back to getting used to this. Which is not gonna it's not gonna be too hard, but uh I don't really have too much to cover. It's been a lot of stuff going on since I've been away and it's been a lot of stuff still going on in the time. Uh, obviously, the one of the big things was the government shutdown. Uh, the government was shut down for a whole. I think I think it got up to like thirty five days, which is crazy. Thirty five days, people literally missed out on paychecks and shit. Um, but that's what we that's what we have going on. And it's not the first time that the government shut down. The government been shut down in Obama's time as well. But it's just like literally the government, from what I understand, the government was shut down because this idiot that y'all got in office, uh, number forty five literally wants i think the number is 5.7 billion dollars to start construction on the wall in the south border of the united states and between uh, united states and mexico and because the democrats don't want to give him funding for the wall this nigga basically threw a hissy fit and decided all right if y'all don't want to help me out then i'm gonna fuck up some shit and by fucking up shit he meant literally we're going to shut the government down. There's nothing going to be going. There's nothing going to be moving as far as the government. We're not going to be able to bring a revenue from uh, our national parks because that shit shut down. The people that are uh, government employees, they're going to have to work without paychecks because the government shut down. But we still need people in these positions and they literally have no choice because they don't show up. They gonna get fired from a job that they are already not getting paid from. So just a bunch of bullshit was going on. I'm not going to really cover on that too much because I wanted to uh, not welcome myself back. I don't want this episode to be too uh, negative. Uh, Now, on a positive standpoint, my favorite month is next month, Black History Month. Not only because it's Black History Month, because it's also my birthday month. But uh, on that subject, the reason why I brought that up is because you guys, as you guys know, this is not a podcast, even though we will talk about sports, this is not a podcast where we will talk about the NFL unless it's Colin Kaepernick related because I have decided to boycott the NFL um, since they're blackballing Colin Kaepernick and support of Colin Kaepernick. I decided to not 
have any interactions with the NFL, whether it's buying a Madden game, whether it's watching football games, um, whether buying NFL apparel. Literally, my only relationship I have with NFL in 2019 is playing fantasy football. And the only reason I really play that is for bragging rights. I'm in a league with a lot of my uncles and my cousins, and we literally talk shit all season long. So, I can't, me being competitive, I can't pass up on being in that league just because of. I want, I'm a very competitive person. I want to beat them. I want the and whites, and I want to talk. Unfortunately, I didn't win this season. Um, I came in third place, but I'll be back. Um, not to get off the not to get off the topic, but the reason why I brought up that and how I felt about NFL, um, the Super Bowl is on Sunday, and the reason why I bring that up is because Disney's CEO Bob Iger announced. I want to say yesterday that they were uh, returning Black Panther to the big screens to celebrate Black History Month. So in celebrating Black History Month from February 1st to February 7th, Black uh, Black Panther will be at AMC theaters uh, or select AMC theaters. You have to go to the website and figure out which AMC um, is uh, screening it. Well, basically... All the tickets for these shows are going to be free from February 1st to February 7th. And then they will also, they're going to be donating um, $1.5 million to a charity to help, uh, to help the, I think it's uh, UNCF, uh, to make the dream of higher education reality for a lot more students. So basically helping out students, um, <clears throat> helping them, providing them with assistance as far as like loans and stuff like that uh, for, for college. But the reason why I brought that up in conjunction with NFL is because that's literally what I plan on doing while Super Bowl is on. Um, I already res- reserved my tickets around the time the Super Bowl is planned, so I don't have to be home. And and I'm not, and I haven't had any problem with boycotting NFL. Like I haven't accidentally slipped past a, a football game or accidentally turned to football game or anything like that. So I'm not saying that I have any problems, but to make sure I'm not even in the vicinity to even seeing something like that. That's literally what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be supporting my black people and watching Black Panther again. I don't know how this is going to work as far as box office sales. Um, I don't know if we are able to affect box office as far as like generating more revenue for the Black Panther. But just them being that uh, aware of you know celebrating Black history, and people could say you know they don't really care about black people. They really just want to you know generate some type of revenue or you know still have their name. Out within the air because this is a quiet it's a quiet period for Marvel I would say um, as they're getting ready to gear up for the rest of the uh, Marvel release in 2019 because I think the first Marvel movie is not coming out until April so some people could say oh this is another way for them to get the name out you know while they're in a quiet period but whatever the case may be the movie is out in theaters again and it's free so why wouldn't I go see it so as part of my protest I haven't seen the Super Bowl last year I'm not going to see it this year um I won't even have a chance to see it this year because I'll be watching Black Panther in uh, AMC theaters out here in New York. So huge shout out to Disney, huge shout out to Bob Iger for that, uh, for re-releasing it as in for letting it be free. That's that's so huge, man. So huge shout out to them. Let me get a round of applause. Bro. And standing on the topic of the NFL, my boycott. I'm kind of I'm not a hypocrite, but I did break my boycott. Slightly a little bit over this time that I've been away from the podcast. So as I said, I went home for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving break. Um, I ended up watching the game in the field. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm gonna be very transparent. 
and that wasn't the only game in NFL I watched uh, this year. Um, so how that went down is, if you guys know me, you know I'm formerly a Cowboys fan. Um, most of my family are Cowboys fans. A couple of crazy people that are Raider fan and 49er fan for whatever reason they, that may be. But majority of the makeup of my family, we are Cowboys fans. So if you know anything about the NFL, you know the Cowboys play everything's given just because they are America's team and it's just about the most popular team every year outside of the New England Patriots. Whether they're good or not, they're always going to be the most talked about team. Um, so the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. Um, I was at my grandma's house. My grandma has a man cave. So for the most part of the Cowboys game, my uh, my family was upstairs watching the Cowboys game. And then I was downstairs just watching uh, college hoops. And it's not like, you know, it was anything discussed. Like, you know, I don't want to watch that, so y'all go up there or anything like that. But it's just like that was literally just what happened. I happened to be downstairs in the living room, and they happened to be upstairs. And I wasn't going to go upstairs to watch a game because now it's like I'm going on my way to, to break my um to break my boycott. But I was downstairs watching college hoops. And then by the time that food was being served, college hoops was off. And so they was coming downstairs. They came downstairs and they changed the TV. And I think it was like the second half or maybe like the last, the fourth quarter of the Cowboys game. So obviously they put it on the Cowboys game because there was nothing else on the TV. And they came downstairs to eat. So I watched it. I'm be very transparent. I watched the game. It's not like I was cheering on anything like that. But I, just, I literally just watched football. I didn't feel any type of way. Um, I wasn't cheering on the Cowboys. I wasn't rooting for nobody. Nothing like that. I was literally just watching football. Um at the Cowboys game went off. That wasn't the last game. The last game was a Saints game. Wait, did the Cowboys play the Saints on Thanksgiving? They may have played against each other, so that may have been the last game. But I don't think that they did. But that could be possible, so that may be the same game. So, um, whatever the case may be, the Saints played after that. So, either my mind is mixing up the two games in this one game, or the Cowboys played the game and then the Saints played after. Whatever the case may be, i seen it in the Cowboys game. Or I seen uh, the Cowboys game and the Saints game. Or I seen the Cowboys and Saints and it was just the fourth quarter. Don't really matter, but I'm just letting you guys know why I broke my um, boycott. And it's really not breaking it, but it's just I'm not about to go out of my way to... my. Let me say, let me say. My whole thing is, when my boycott is, I'm not going to go out of my way to help the NFL generate any revenue. Because they, they've shown me how they feel about my people. And they've shown how they feel about... Someone, my people, you know, speaking out against injustices in the country. They don't like it. They don't think that you should do it on their time. They think you should do it on your own time. And if you're going to do it and they don't want you to do it, you're going to find some way to get you out of there because they don't need none of that. They don't need to, they don't need that type of attention because they market to majority of fans who don't care about black people. And that's rightfully so. Majority of NFL fans are people who probably don't care about black people. So those are the people who they market to. So it doesn't help their bottom dollar if they have somebody who is spewing a message who the majority of fans is, is against. Because if your fans is, is against it, they're going to turn away from the TV. And that literally viewership is what's driven and uh, driving dollars for the NFL. Uh, that viewership and then also the apparel and different things like that. So... That's my whole stance with the boycott. Is that I'm gonna I'm gonna kneel with Kaepernick rather than you know stand against him. Um, so that's the only reason why. Like I'm not going out of my way to not watch football, but I just I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch football as well. So when they came downstairs and watch football, I didn't feel any way. It's like I was eating. The game was on the TV, and then so be it. 
But unfortunately, that wasn't the only time that I broke my boycott. I also broke my boycott uh, this past uh, when my father came out here. Um, part of the reason why my father came out here is because, as I just said, most of my family is a Cowboys fan. If most of my family is a Cowboys fan, I'm a former Cowboys fan. Chances are pretty high that my father is probably a Cowboys fan. So he is. And he came out here because almost every year the Cowboys in their season play against the Giants. And the Giants and Cowboys is a huge division rivalry. And usually that game kind of, for the most part, because of how that division goes, is usually the, the game that decides, you know, what teams go to the playoff within that division. Um, and so initially when the schedule was released and it showed that the last Cowboys game of the year was in New York, he texted me and said, hey, you know, the Cowboys are – we we playing the Giants. I'm gonna come out there that week, and I said, "All right, fine." You know, and I spoke about it previously on a, uh, another episode about how I wasn't gonna try to take that experience away from him because I don't know if he ever has been to the Cowboys game and been at a Cowboys game in a hostile environment is literally something that every being being in a hostile environment for supporting a team is something that every fan looks forward to, especially if your team is winning. So I was going to take that away from him, and I told him that. Um, so this was like way before um, the season started. This was um, like I think the, I think they released the schedule was like in in March. So he texted me that and I was like, all right, fine. And I made up my mind then, like even though I'm boycotting NFL, you know, I will go with him because I'm not gonna let him come all the way out here and then go to the game by itself. That's just I don't know. That's kind of weird to me. And even though he was willing to do that, I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna let you go by yourself, whatever. So that was the plan. Um, he came out here, and the Cowboys was in position to where that game didn't really matter. So he was like, you know what? He got here, and he was like, don't worry about the game. I'm not worried about it. We'll just go to a bar or something like that. So we ended up going to a bar during the Cowboys game, um, the last regular season uh, NFL game of the season. And, you know, I watched the Cowboys game with him. And it was just, I had the same feeling as I had previously on Thanksgiving. It's like I didn't have, I didn't have that feeling I once felt as a fan, um, I guess, I don't know, just my morals won't let me um, root or cheer on a team or something like that. So, I don't know, I just didn't. Like, I watched the game, you know, I make critiques about certain players or certain teams like that. But just, like, I was never, I was never just full-on just, like, supporting, like, oh, you know, Cowboys, you got to do this or some of such, you got to do that so we can win. I never felt that feeling. And me personally, the only reason why I'm explaining this is because I feel great that I have gotten to this point. In two years that I don't feel no type of way to a team that, you know, I've loved my whole life, that I swore and died, that I swore by my whole life. So for me to have gotten to this point, I'm glad because, you know, initially starting my boycott, I was willing to try to boycott out for the rest of my life if that's what it. Because at at this point, it doesn't look like any team is going to sign Colin Kaepernick. He's been out of the NFL for two years. He's getting old. So it's like that's more of a like at first they were blackballing him. But now it's like that's more of a reason for him not to get signed. It's like, all right, now you're old. We don't want an old person on our team. So, you know, that's working out well for them. It's not working as out as well for him. But if he retires and never plays another uh, NFL game, I would have no problem ever watching another NFL game. And that's literally the stance that I'm standing on as far as going forward. Unless something drastic happens and it shows me that, you know, they actually care about us and they allow players to – you know, support openly support you know the minorities in this country or injustice. Uh, speak out against injustice in the country. There's nothing going to change my mind for that. So I'm really willing to die about this. Not actually, but that's literally my mind state going into this boycott. Um, yeah, man. As I said, uh, a lot of things have happened since I've been away. I'm not going to cover cover all of it, 
but I will, you know, speak on a couple things. And I also didn't want this episode to be very long because it was basically just a welcome back episode. But it looks like it's going to be a little, you know, not far off of what the regular time these episodes have been. Um, another huge thing that have happened since we've been away was the Surviving R. Kelly docuseries. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying whatever, whatever I say following this statement... I don't want to feel like I'm victim blaming. Also, don't want to feel like I'm victim shaming. I don't want to feel like I don't want to come off as I'm siding with R. Kelly at all because that's never, you know, what that's never what I want to project out there. Neither of the three because um, I don't side with R. Kelly. Niggas, the nigga is crazy. The nigga is sick. Um, and then also, you know, I feel bad for all the victims. Um, because that's definitely like it was a it was a lot of stuff going on. Not only was it you know they were being I don't let me say all this stuff that came out within that story. I was more concerned about the the aftermath of the docu series. How we had like a lot of people come out and say, you know, I'm so sorry. And I spoke about I spoke with this uh, with a couple of people about this, but just like I didn't like how. The aftermath, how everybody... We live in a society now to where everybody likes to make stuff about them. So, just like, something's going with someone else. So, let me see what my what two cents I can put in it. So, where people can, you know, have some empathy or sympathy. I never know when to use those words correctly. I don't, like... I know what they are. Or I don't know what they are, obviously, if I don't know how to use them correctly. But I don't know when it's the correct time to use each word. Um, but I don't want to have either sympathy or empathy... Um, for the people like literally the aftermath of the docuseries was oh i'm so sorry that you know previous i previously worked with r kelly and this is like mainly like celebrities um that i'm referring to but it was also like just regular people and stuff like that because a lot of the things let me not get off topic a lot of celebrities were coming out saying you know i previously were r kelly i feel so sorry that i wasn't taking into account a lot of these victims uh testimonies i didn't believe them thought they were just trying to bring down another black man as you know america uh usually does and stuff like that and it's just like my whole mind freedom most of those well it was kind of like it was weird because <clears throat> we've known about this for 20 years if you didn't know about you know because i know it's a lot of conflicting stuff with Aaliyah. a lot of people thought that basically her parents handed her to him some people and then in the docuseries it came out that they didn't hand her to him that he was doing stuff behind a back and how they forged the uh the uh i think it was the signatures for them to be married i think one of his friends signed off as a witness or a guardian of hers or something like that so it's a lot of conflicting stories within that but if you didn't know about Aaliyah, everybody knew about the 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 p tape um and i say p tape because i know like it's widely referred to as a sex tape but it's not a sex tape if it's a 30 year old man with a 14 year old girl and they having a sexual encounter it's literally rape sexual assault uh child abuse uh child molestation so to call that a sex tape is kind of weird um and i don't know what i don't know what goes on in people's mind maybe they just like d- not thinking when they're talking but you can't call it a uh a, a child molestation a video of child molestation and child abuse uh a sex tape because it's not a sex tape i don't know like what the definition of a sex tape is but that's not a sex tape um but everybody knew about the p tape um it's been 
it was widely as you've seen. Uh, if you haven't seen Doctor Series, basically they showed how you know it was sold on the black market. Uh, they had DVDs and I think VHS was still around. People were selling it in like sex shops and stuff like that. So the DVD was widely circulated of this happening. Um, it's been around. It's been a joke literally in pop culture for I don't know how long, and it's, it's been acknowledged it, it, for as long as R. Kelly's career. But despite that, you know, he has gone on and had a career. Obviously, he got, uh, he settled out of court as far as that case. Um, if you haven't seen the series, what happened was, you know, they brought him to court for that after the tape was released. If you know what I'm referring to, it's basically literally a tape with him and a 14-year-old girl. Um, I don't know if they had sex, but I know they had some type of, like, they had uh, oral sex. Or I'm going to say, I don't know if they had sexual intercourse, but they had oral sex. Uh, this is also the tape where he gave the 14-year-old girl a going to shower. He peed on her. And this is all exposed. And it's all caught on camera. Um, basically, I think they settled it out of court. Um, they, brought the, they brought the girl parents to court. The girl parents said, this is not our daughter. Either they were in denial or literally just thought that high of R. Kelly that they didn't want to get him in trouble. Um, but basically denied that it was, it was their daughter. The girl who was actually in the video... She claimed that it wasn't her. So it's like at that point, how can you convict a man when literally the, your key witnesses are saying, you know, this is not this is not him. I mean, this is not her and this is not me. So obviously he got off on that and he went on to have a huge career beyond that. But it's like this stuff has been around for a while. Like I think everybody knew that he has done this. But despite that, you know, he has gone on to have hit singles. He has gone on to work with people. He has gone on to, you know, have a, a very, uh, a great career. Um, so, like, in the back of my mind, when I see a lot of people saying, you know, I wasn't thinking about blah, 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 it's like, you literally knew, but you decided, not, I'm sorry if you guys hear the, the knocking in the background. I think, I don't know why the hell somebody is working on something. Uh, in their apartment, but I can hear it on microphone. That's how good my microphone is. But literally, not to get off track, people have literally known about this for a while. Like, if you didn't know about the the sex cult he had, the one thing we've known about, and there's video evidence, and there's literally evidence for it. There's hard evidence for it. It was literally the P tape. So for people to be coming up like, oh, I didn't know about it. I thought they were just trying to frame him. I don't know. It's just mind boggling to me. It's like, no, you knew what you were doing. You were trying to advance your career and you knew he is that man because in the two in the early 2000s uh mid 2000s R Kelly was that nigga nobody can deny that as far as hit making um as far as uh not as far as songwriting and I think he has some great productions I I have to look into that cuz I don't know really know too much of R Kelly productions but I know a lot of people did a test for his uh ability to produce uh music so a lot of people known about that but despite that you know they wanted to use them because it's like if you're trying to make if you're if you're trying to make some music and you have R. Kelly featured on it or you have R. Kelly writing on this it's automatically a hit I'm not going to go out and say it's a number one hit but it's going to be a hit it's going to get played on the radio and it's going to get a lot of circulation around the world so like people knew what they were doing and working with him so, but despite that, you know, they want to come out 10, 20 years later and say, oh, I didn't know. So, I don't know. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it's like, no, it's not that you didn't know. But but you knew what an R. Kelly working with. R, you know what working with R. Kelly would get you. So, that kind of, I don't know, that kind of fucked me up. But also, like, I don't have too much 
faith in mankind anyway. So I think a lot of people it generally didn't care. And we live in a society today where in a society today where people like to apologize after the backlash. Even though they go into they make whatever kinds of decisions to do whatever they do, they wait until after the backlash to respond. Which is I don't know, that's just kinda of off to me. But another thing that I took away from that, and in a lot of those cases it was like and I know this is a lot of criticism from uh, a lot of people in regards to the Survivor Archivity series. It was like, where was the parents? And that's this is the reason why I made the preface of my statement before I came in to even talking about this. Because I don't want to feel like I was victim blame or victim shaming. But I also shared the same sentiment because it's like, yo, some of these girls were, you know, 16, 15 years old getting flown out to Atlanta and it's not like they getting flown out to Atlanta from, you know, the next day over, like Florida or uh, Alabama or something like that. They're literally getting flown out to Atlanta from, like, the Midwest, from the West Coast, from in some parts of the Southern Florida and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I just didn't understand. Like, I remember being a kid. I remember being a teenager. And I, remember, and I have had conversations with people like, yeah, when I was a teenager, I was doing stuff behind my parents' back. My parents didn't know everything I was doing. Like, yeah, we all were. We all were teenagers at one point, and we were doing crazy stuff. Well, just like, how many of us were getting flown out of state to go stay with somebody for a week and stuff like that? And even in one of the cases, like, one of the girl's parents literally handed her to the man. So, just like, in that case, it's like, we have parents on here, you know, giving their testimonies about, you know, they miss their daughters and he's done this and he's such a monster, stuff like that. And it's like, no, it's just like, he's a monster, yeah, but you're also a bad parent. Because just like all these celebrities knew what's been going on for a couple of decades, you literally knew what was going on for a decade. Nobody lives under a rock. Everybody know what has been going on with R. Kelly. If it wasn't Aaliyah, it was a 14-year-old girl. If it wasn't a 14-year-old girl, it was Aaliyah. And in most cases, it was literally both. A lot of people know that he married Aaliyah at age 15. So, I don't know. I kind of went into that documentary trying to get clarification on you know stuff that happened surrounding cuz I I kind of remember what was going on when this was happening but it was like I was also young so I don't know like what was going on as far as like the court proceedings and why the man wasn't arrested stuff like that so the documentary definitely opened my eyes to like the reason why he got let off and stuff like that because obviously obviously he had a couple uh police departments in his pocket and then also you know as far as him uh as far as her parents saying that wasn't her in the video the 14 year old girl that kind of opened my eye because originally i thought that they settled out of court but watching documentary series and finding out that they literally uh denied that it was a daughter in the video i don't know it's because they were scared to bring a type of publicity onto their daughter and they wanted to keep their daughter protected within all that or what it was but they did that and so the man got off <clears throat> but despite all that like the parents that came after this 14 year old girl and the parents who they was uh okay with their daughter spending time with this man they knew what he was going through so it was like what in your right mind thinks that it's okay for your 16 17 year old daughter to be flying out with this man and stand with him and then you want to come back and complain about how you know this man is literally cut you off from him it's like it's literally your fault you handed your daughter and i don't want to seem insensitive and all that i'm speaking but i don't know that's just personally how i feel but obviously in the aftermath of this docuseries coming out there's a lot of more there was more because there has been a mute r kelly thing going on for a while but in a uh result of this docuseries it has been stronger than it's ever been so in result of that he's got he got dropped by sony 
Um, I think Spotify muted him. No, they didn't mute him. But actually, Spotify, after this, Spotify introduced a mute option to where you can mute certain people. You don't have to see them on playlists or you don't have to see them advertised on your Spotify, stuff like that. But also, they removed him from like major playlists so people don't have to see him. Stuff like that. And so, um, that was just mainly back in the day. And the reason why I speak on this mute thing is because, like, me personally, I'm not going to mute R. Kelly. Um, I also don't listen to R.B. a lot. So, for me saying I'm not going to mute R. Kelly doesn't say a lot because I, I don't go on my way to listen to R. Kelly. But R. Kelly has some great songs. I'm never going to deny that. Um, I don't know about albums. He has some. He has a. He has a couple of good albums. Um, I think Chaka Factor was a was a good album. Um, I think the R was a good album, and uh, which what other one? I think TC three. TC three was a, a good album. Um, but it's like I don't go out of my way to listen to R and B. So it's like I literally have no reason to mute R Kelly because I'm not going on my way to listen to R Kelly. If I go to my iTunes right now and listen to a, how many times I played, it's probably going to be zero on a lot of R Kelly songs. But he also has some hits that I'll probably have a couple plays. <clears throat> and it's just like, I'm not the type of person to where, like, I'm listening to, if I put my iTunes on mute and, and um, Step In The Name Of Love come on, I'm not going to skip that song just because I love that song. It's a great song. You can debate me all you want with it, but Step In The Name Of Love is a great song. I Believe I Can Fly is a great song. He has, a, he has, a, he, like, he has some great songs in his catalog, even beyond the hit songs. But it's like, if I like a song, I like a song. But, uh, you know, I'm totally with everybody who is saying mute him because their reasoning with that is a lot of stuff that he was projecting in his music, a lot of stuff he was talking about as music was literally his personal life. But a lot of people turned a blind eye to it. And he was basically just, I guess, with his music, he was basically just showcasing and bolting right in everybody's face. Like, you guys can catch me on this. So I'm still talking about this shit. And I don't know, it's a bunch of sick stuff. Only reason why I'm bringing up the Mew R. Kelly is because in the result of this, I guess people are working. There's a documentary that's supposed to be coming out soon about Michael Jackson now. And if you don't know the uh, story about Michael Jackson, you know Michael Jackson was tried in court for child molestation cases as well uh, for uh, sexually molesting some kids that he had sleeping over. He used to have sleepover in his Neverland Ranch. And he was taken to court for uh, child molestation for. Uh, some boys that would stay over. Now, that whole thing was like, I'm not going to be insensitive and say Michael Jackson didn't do it. If he did it, I don't think we would ever know. But I'm also not going to say that he, I'm not going to come out right and say that he did it. And this is me being very hypocritical. And this could be me being very selfish because I'm such a big fan of Michael Jackson opposed to what I was just speaking about on R. Kelly. I'm not that big of a fan of R. Kelly. Um, so it's easy for me to say, even if I wanted to mute him, it would be easy for me to mute him just because I'm not that big of a fan of his. However, with Michael Jackson, it was tricky because they tried him in court. Um, he was let off. They settled outside of court. And the speculations around that, the reason why that was so skewed is because literally in court, there was part of the evidence was voice recordings of the parents of these kids saying, Basically, we're going to milk him of money. We're going to use this to try to milk as much money of him as possible. We're going to try to get as much money from him, as blah, 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 whatever. And this was literally admissible evidence within court of the sexual assault. So literally, there is no, I don't think we know, because he's dead, he can't defend himself now. And I'm not, as I previously stated in previous episodes, and this is how I live my life, I don't speak, I don't speak ill of the dead at all. So 
this already rolls me the wrong way that they decided now to bring out this documentary. Um, but anyways, like there's no for sure, there's no for sure answer as to whether he did it or not. Just because of that, that was so skewed by the parents who were money hungry because they were trying to use the situation to milk some money out of a millionaire. So basically, they're coming out. Uh, two of the uh, boys who were molested, they're now grown men. They uh, directed this documentary. It's supposed to come out soon. Uh, I guess they premiered at Sundance this week. And there was some stuff coming out saying that it was so uh, emotional, emotionally riveting or whatever it is that they had to have counselors outside of the theater once it, the movie let out. Because a lot of people were so shocked and a lot of people were so distraught. And whoever the case is, and I don't know, it seemed like it was about to be crazy. But I'm saying this. I'm going to come out and I'm going to be very hypocritical and say that. Once the Michael Jackson documentary released, one person was not muting Michael Jackson as me. As I once said, I'm always going to say, let the dead rest in peace. If that man did it, he did it. If he didn't do it, he didn't do it. But I'm not going to try to punish somebody who's dead because he's dead. He's gone now. Um, also, Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson. I was speaking so highly of R. Kelly of what people think of him. I'm speaking for myself now. Michael Jackson is a GOAT. If you know me personally, you know how I feel about Michael Jackson. Um, I was raised by somebody who's a huge Michael Jackson fan. And I think that transcends down to me. I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. I say I don't play a lot of R&B. But when I do go to some R&B, um, and a lot, of people don't, a lot of people don't consider Michael Jackson R&B. They consider him pop, um, whatever the case may be. But when I do want to get into that bag and I want to play some of the music, I'm going to Michael Jackson. And I'm going through all his discography. I'm not going to say like R. Kelly to where I only play the hits or the popular songs or something like that. I will run... About three or four Michael Jackson albums from front to back with no problems because those albums are great. He constructed great albums within his lifetime and released some great albums within his lifetime. And that's the reason why he has the respect that he has as an artist. Um, so I want to be a hypocrite and I'm going to let you guys know ahead of time that there's probably going to be a lot of backlash in a result of, you know, these uh doc this documentary coming out a lot of people try to mute michael jackson yeah i move that nigga all y'all want to but one person not muting michael jackson is me um and that's why i'm gonna end this episode i told y'all i didn't want it to be this long but i ended up running up the times damn near we 50 minutes in this is usually what the episodes are but uh we're gonna get back into the regular swing of things next week in the following weeks we're gonna get into you know covering the most important issues and topics and stuff that's going on within around the world uh as far as pop culture music uh sports uh government the stuff that's going on within uh government political uh industry and all this other type of stuff so Expect this stuff going forward. I told you I just wanted to use this episode to welcome myself back. And as you all know, as we do about this time, I have, before we get out of here, I got to give you guys my what to watch for the week and my best kept secret. So my what to watch for this week. Damn, I had it in my head, but I didn't know. Oh, you know what? Actually, my what to watch is Black Panther. Even if you are watching the Super Bowl and you don't want to go see it on Sunday to, you know, instead of watching the Super Bowl, um, you literally have seven days to go see it. It's free. As I said, I don't know if this, because the tickets are free, whether it generates revenue within the box office, but I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, so do whatever you can do to make sure you go out and see it. Um, that that movie right there was one of the is going was one of the really turning points, and not even black, but a lot of minority lead movie led movies going forward. 
uh, opened a lot of doors for a lot of minority directors going, minorities, uh, directors, screenwriters, and producers going forward. It just literally opened the floodgates. Now I'm saying this movie is the first time that you know it's happened, but this movie was the first time this has happened on such a wide, wide scale. Like this movie did crazy numbers. So if you have the time, man, you literally have seven days on February 1st, which is Friday, to February 7th, which is I think Saturday. Um, go out and see, no, if it's it's Friday. So you literally have a whole week to go see this movie. You have no reason to not go see this movie again. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. Well, if you like it, if you haven't seen it, you didn't get to see it the first time around. Even if you have it on DVD, like I have it on DVD, and I saw it twice in the movie theaters. But guess what? I'm about to go see it again because why not? I don't have anything to do on Sunday. I'm not watching the damn uh, Super Bowl, so why not go support my people? Um, yeah, that's what my uh, what to watch for this week is. My best kept secret for this week. What are we gonna get into? Uh, let me see what I got here. My best kept secret for this week is "Whose Fault" by Boogie. Uh, Boogie just dropped his debut album on Shady. Boogie is, uh, as I say, I always support my people from my city. Boogie is from Compton. Uh, his album is called uh, Everything's for Sale. He signed to Eminem, as I just previously stated. Um, it's a pretty good album. That's um, literally all I got to say. So, yeah, we're going to get into this. Once again, my best kept secret is Who's Fault by Boogie. I'm out. Oh, really? Try me. Try me. Come on, try me. Try me. Really? Come on, try me. What you want to do? Come on, do something. Now I'm tired. Really? I'm scared. I'm tired. I'm tired. Don't put your hands on me. Uh. I got my phone. I already told you. She my damn homie. Uh. You know the buttons to hurt me. Then you go stand on them. Uh. I had a nerd that say you'll call another man on me. Well, I was aware of your hurt, but I didn't know of your vengeance. Like, how the role of the killer switch to the role of the victim. Like, why the fuck you keep yelling? We can't afford no eviction. Uh, oh, my mama, you tripping, bitch. Don't be bringing my kid in. And she say, nigga, you ain't shit. Shoulda left you where you stand. Shoulda never let you hit. I shoulda chose up on your friend. Wish your daddy was around and taught you how to be a man. Cause you a motherfucking coward, nigga. Let go of my hand. I swear I hate you. I hate how you think you dumb. Poppin'. Nigga, fuck Compton, act like you don't see your son watching. Uh, I'm done watching you fuck him up, keep it pushing, go do you Like he don't copy your movements and he ain't looking up to you That shit is boo-boo, I hate it I was actually kinda crazy how you fucked your homegirl And then actually tried to blame me like <laughs> Now I'm laughing because I'm angry You salty cause I been dating Don't ask me to see your baby fucking pussy At the tone, please record your message When you finish recording, you may hang up Or press 1 for more My son got a game and I need to get him to it, uh Though I miss him, I say shit, no, I ain't finna do it Cause I'm too pissed, I say no bitch, go tell your nigga do it, uh Another stereotype that I couldn't prove wrong Cool with doing me, but just not tryna let you move on, uh The rule tone was too strong, shit, you know I just can't back down Know you got me fucked, now nah, who that nigga in your background? I told you, bitch, don't ever have no nigga around my baby I'm forever gon' be with it, bitch, don't ever try to play me She like, boy, you fake crazy 
bet you wish you cared then, huh? Damn. I bet you wish that you was dead then, huh? I seen the truth when I was buried in my shame. We already shared the pain. How about we finally share the blame? Get what's bitter out my bones and take the hatred out my veins, huh? Don't look for change, be the change. I said.